It's a crazy little thing called Love Dev. Episode 89. One foot in the toilet. Oh, that's better. I had to mess about with the microphone because my daughter uses my computer a lot. And apparently, I think she wants to become a voiceover artist. (laughs) That's what she's told my wife anyway. She'll be recording her own podcast next. (laughs) I reckon that's what she'll be doing. Probably get more listeners than I do. (laughs) So, yeah, I had to mess about with the microphone. She's, she uses it all the time. <laughs> but they're not here today. The kids have actually gone to London. It's my son's birthday tomorrow. And I just I was just about to press record on this. And I heard the doorbell ring. And I thought, oh my God, it's my mom. <laughs> She's come to check on me. My mom does that sometimes. I, like, when we first bought the house, she used to come over a lot. Because the kids were quite young. And I think I felt like she used to think that I could never look after them. (laughs) Probably because I could never look after myself when I was young. I was always injuring myself. So I thought it was her, right, coming to check on me. And I heard the doorbell and I thought, oh, God, it's my mother. (laughs) Give her a minute or two. She might wander off. (laughs) What a bad thing to say. And then it rang again and I thought, right, I better go and check. And then uh, it turns out it was Lisa with her cake. <laughs> Didn't even know. So she's made a cake for my son. And Sheila hasn't even told me that she's popping over to make a cake. She's made a uh, lava cake. So the animated series Lava. She's made one of them. It's got like loads of lollipops on, on it and stuff. Looks all right. Looks really good. She's a good cake maker, Lisa is. I think I mentioned it before. She makes all of our cakes, birthday cakes. So this, so it's always impressive. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if you need a cake, well, you know where to go. So yeah, the kids are in London. They're spending the weekend there. So that's nice. I've, I've had the house to myself again. I love it. I do. The cat hates it. Oh my God. The cat goes wild. I mean, I've, I've been gigging a lot, right? So I've been, I was gigging Friday and Saturday night. So she, um, she's she gone a bit... I think she was a bit lonely, the cat was. And I've seen her, like, jumping off the walls, like, going really hyper. And she keeps meowing and going all over the house. I think she's looking for the rest of the family. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's doing. But, um, yeah, so... Oh, I've had a busy week. Oh, my God, I'll tell you what. So much has gone on. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> As usual. The gigs have been going really well. I've been getting some great feedback, especially from people that have seen me. So I was gigging up in um, County Durham in a little place called Concert. Weirdly, it's spelled C-O-N-S-E-T-T. So if you read it, you'd go Concert, but it's actually pronounced Concert. <laughs> I know. I, I, I've realised now, if I think I know 
how to pronounce the name of a place. I'm going to double check with the locals. Because I was gigging in um, a place called Ulcester. And I was I was pronouncing it as Ulcester. Because that's how it reads out. It's actually pronounced as Ulster. There's no U in it. Which is really bizarre. <laughs> that's the English language for you, isn't it? So, yeah, I was up in Durham. Oh, what a long drive that was. Took me four hours to get there. I had to take another comedian up there with me. Uh, yeah, it was a long day. It was a lovely day as well. It was nice and sunny. It was in a big tent, and that was for the concert comedy festival. So I did the first night. Um, yeah, it was all right, man. I got back late, though. Oh, my days. I got back at 2 a.m. in the morning, and I was hungry, so I ate then. And I didn't go to bed till about 3. And I don't really like eating and going to sleep because it's not it's not good for you, is it? <laughs> it's not good at all. So, yeah, that happened. And then I was gigging again last night in Nutsford. And that was a nice gig in the social club. All the locals are in there. Yeah. <laughs> like a local pub. Everyone knows each other. It's one of them type of venues. So, yeah, that was nice. And uh, Waze, or Wazzy, however you spell it, it's an app that I use. Uh, it saved me. Absolutely saved me. There was diversions on the motorway, and Waze was like, nope, you're not going that way, mate. And it took me another way home. And I was like, oh, God, I love this app. <laughs> it's the best sat-nav app ever. I love it. So, yeah, that, that happened. And, um, oh, yeah. I I had this I had a bit of a dilemma, right? You're not going to believe what happened to me. I mean, there's a couple of stories I've got to tell you. So one of them, uh, last week I was a gigging in Stoke, right, at a comedy club, and before I was just before I was about to go onto stage, I was tightening my belt because I've lost the weight, as I've mentioned. I was um, trying to fasten my belt. To make it tighter, so it fitted onto my jeans properly, and the belt snapped. <laughs> oh, it's my River Island belt as well, mate. I couldn't believe it; it just broke off, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I had to take it off, and um, <laughs> I go to the sound guy. My belt's broke. Oh no! What do I do? And I think, I'm sure, someone in the audience saw that. Because I saw it, they kept looking over. So I had to take my belt off. And when I was standing on stage, I had to put keep one of my hands in my pocket. <laughs> Just to hold my jeans up. <laughs> oh, that was a nightmare. But I bought, I bought a new belt today. Not that not anyone cares. I picked one up from Mark, Mark's Dispensers. The outlet store for like fifteen pounds, which is a bargain, really. So I'm well happy now. <laughs> I had that dilemma. Can you believe it? I hate it when things like that happen. You know, when you um <laughs> have a, a a quick dilemma like that. Oh, listen to this actually. Very similar story. So outside my house, right, I was heading to uh, a gig just before I was about to leave. I heard like a like a really loud bang, and I thought, what's that? And then I looked out the window, and I seen a car up on the curb, and I could notice there's a little tree that's literally outside my door, and that collapsed on the floor, 
and it's about five five foot long tree so it's not, it's only a fairly new tree i think it's been up there for about a year now um i think i remember mentioning it on one of my old podcasts that they knocked the tree down and i said rest in peace to the tree and then they put another one in a baby one yeah somebody only went and crashed into it <laughs> uh, and the worst thing is where that tree is it's like the highest point of it's probably the highest point on the road because the 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 curb is really high up for some weird reason it's higher than any other like um curb on the road and i think it's because of the tree that used to be there and it's obviously the roots have pulled up the tarmac and and the uh the blocks the the concrete blocks so the guy i don't know what he was doing I think he was trying to overtake someone while because they were pulling into their drive, and he kind of like went up onto the curb. How did you not see the tree? <laughs> I said to him, "Mate, you're lucky you are, because if that was a full-grown tree, you you would not be here, or you'd be in you'd definitely 100% be in the hospital. Because if you hit a tree, forget it, you ain't going nowhere, mate. Well, that tree's not going anywhere, and." I mean, it, for the tree to fall, it looked like he was—he must have been going at some speed to to uh, make the tree fall. And I felt really bad for that tree, you know, because it was growing and it was starting to blossom, and it had these little flowers growing on it. And um, obviously, the guy was more concerned about his car because he damaged it. But I was like, "You killed the tree, mate." I even said it: "You killed the tree." <laughs> I had to report it to the council. So the council's involved now. They're going to sort it out. But I didn't tell them who'd done it. I didn't get the guy's registration. I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a grass, as I say in the UK. <laughs> so, yeah, random things do like do happen to you when you least suspect it. And I suppose it's finding the solution to fixing it. What am I talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm absolutely bonkers. Oh, actually, I just remembered something else. So you know that gig I went, I did in Stoke, the one I talked about. After I left the venue, right, I was walking back to my car, and then I met up with the other comedian. We kind of like, he went one way, I went the other, but we ended up meeting each other. And there was this guy, right, like it was a Friday night, you know, people are out. There was this dude, and he come up to us, yeah, young lad, and he said, excuse me, mate, I know this sounds really strange, but do you know how to dye hair? <laughs> I was like, eh? what do you mean? He said, dye my hair. I went, you want your hair dyed? He goes, yeah, but not here, not on the road. I was like, where the hell do you think we're going to dye your hair? And what a strange question to ask somebody. He said, I've got all the stuff. I just need to go somewhere and I need somebody to dye my hair. Because there was these two girls um, who were at the venue and they were walking in the same direction as us. And he asked them as well. And then we were just kept laughing. <laughs> and I thought, what a weird thing to say. Asking someone to, to dye their hair. Like in the middle of a, of a town. I just found that really bizarre. And I thought, good old Stoke. <laughs> Is that what Stoke's like? 
that's like me going up to someone in the street saying, can you do me eyebrows? <laughs> can you give me a shave, mate, on the road? I've brought all my stuff with me. It's like Mr. Bean. <laughs> so I couldn't believe that. How mad that was. Anyway, he needed help. So I don't, I'm not sure what happened to him because I was like, I'm going, man. I'll just walk to my car. I'm not going to hang around dying somebody's ear. <laughs> that should be my weird news story, isn't it? But it's not, funny enough. I have got a weird news story, but it's a personal weird weird news story. But um, actually, let's let's do the uh, no stupid questions. Yes, it's the no stupid questions time. This brought to you by Reddit, as always, on the no stupid questions forum. Why am I speaking like this? I sound like a news reporter. <laughs> so there was quite a few good questions that I read out before I was going to do this one. Um, one was really weird, but I thought, that's a bit creepy. I'm not going to do that. So how random can a question be? Always random on this forum, always. Today's question has been posted by Tomato Shelf. <laughs> Eight hours ago. And this question is, is there a job for people that don't want to have a job? <laughs> is there a job for people that don't want to have a job? Man, that's such a weird question. Like, I'll be honest, I don't even know where to start. I, I don't know why I picked this one, but because it was such a random question. Is there a people for job? Is there a job for people who don't have a job? Yeah, it's called the Dole Office. <laughs> people who don't want to work. Like, there's genuine people who want to work and are claiming benefits till they find work. But I know a few people who have worked in their previous lives that changed. But now they keep going to the job centre. So in the UK, if you're listening abroad, we've got job centres. And if you go to the job centre, you can claim that you're out of work and they give you money. But it's not a lot of money. The money they would give you is not enough to survive, but people will still take it. So is there a job for people who don't want to have a job? Yeah. The people who don't want to have a job, that is a job, is to go and get money for free. <laughs> That's like people who, I mean, in Birmingham, and I'm guessing in other towns, I think I mentioned this, there's a lot of lot of people now who will be on the streets with their paper cups trying to get money off, you know, drivers in the traffic. Now, that's still a kind of a job, isn't it? <laughs> because they're out there for hours trying to make money by not working. <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't even know if that makes sense. <laughs> so the people, yeah, people who don't want to have a job have to do something without working really hard. Basically, that's the question. That's the answer, should I say. If you want to make a quick book, you basically don't do anything. Like, you don't do any hard labor work. You just beg. And, and scrounge off the government. 
<laughs> That's my answer. I can't think of any other answer. Someone said, um, yes, those are just called jobs. <laughs> and he's got 207 likes on his comment. Someone's put night security at a quiet location. Make the occasional rounds and otherwise sit at a desk browsing on the internet on your phone. That's true. I've done security. I've done nights. I've done days. It's boring. Oh my god, that job is brain dead. It'll it will that job will kill your brain cells. It's one of the worst jobs ever. And I remember walking past this building and uh, this was down in uh, Cardiff. I was gigging in Cardiff and it was all boarded up and I you know, I was just looking at it thinking I could have parked my car there. <laughs> and then I noticed security signs and I looked and I thought, "Oh god, it's it's secured by a security company. I thought, I remember them days when I used to do this type of work, looking after building sites, you know. Um, oh, God, it must be boring working there. <laughs> then I wondered if actually anyone was there. Was anybody actually looking after the building? God knows. But, yeah, that was today's no stupid question. <laughs> Is there a job for people who don't want to have a job? Thanks, Tomato Shelf. I don't think I've helped you out. I don't think you've helped yourself with the question. Maybe they were just trying to be funny. But it's a good question, Ferdinand. Actually, talking about jobs. Now, something very bizarre happened to me, right? It was so bizarre that I actually thought of the title for today's episode on the day it happened. <laughs> and it involves work. So as you know, I'm a carer, right? I've started working with this agency that I've talked about before. And I went there to this hospital. I've been there a few times now. Anyway, there was a there was an old man who had dementia. Right? I had to look after him in, in a general hospital ward. So I'm away from the building that I'm actually meant to be working on. And it was just me in there, right? And because he's got dementia, oh, it, it's terrible. He wanted to use the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, it's funny now. It's not. It wasn't funny at the time. So I said, he said, "I want the toilet. I want to. I'm desperate." And he was wearing a pad, right? And I thought, okay, it's all right. He's wearing a pad. Come on, let's go to the toilet. So that's a quite. He he's wobbling really slowly, right? And he's he's going at the same time. And I realise he's not wearing his pad, so he's having a wee, shall we say? So I'm like, come on, quickly then, quick, quick, quick. And he's still weeing as he's walking. <laughs> and I thought, he's going to fall over, isn't he? He's going to fall on his own wee. So we got to the toilet. And I was like, right, just just hold on to the rails, because it had rails on the side of the toilet, yeah? What, he, out of nowhere, no warning sign, nothing. I said, use the toilet. And then you wouldn't believe what he did. He got his foot and stuck it in the toilet. <laughs> it went in. His foot, his right foot, went into the toilet. And then he fell backwards and fell on his back. And his leg is still wedged into the toilet. <laughs> I, you should have seen my face. I was like, oh, my God. 
What's happening? Oh, I was looking around. I was. I wanted to shout for help. And there was an alarm in the toilet. And I pressed the alarm button. And then the alarm went off. And then all the, the hospital staff came running. And they, and they were like, what's happened? What's... And then they looked on the floor and they saw him on the floor. And they were like, oh, my God, what is going on? <laughs> I was trying to pull his leg out. But but because of the way it was wedged in, like it was literally in. You know where it bends and goes underneath? His foot went like that, and half of it was hanging out. And I was trying to wedge it out, and he was going, Ah, my foot, my foot, my foot. And I was like, Oh my God. And then I was looking at his foot, and I could see it was going red. Like I could see the veins, like they were, it was like blood was spreading inside of his foot. Oh, mate, it was horrible. It was such a bad moment. It was like the scene. If you've seen the movie, um, something about Mary. <laughs> you know the bit where Ben Stiller goes and uses the toilet and he gets his thing stuck on the zip. <laughs> it was like that. <laughs> All the staff come running. They were like, oh, what's happened? Oh, my God. I've never seen anything like this. Somebody was saying. There were so many people. A doctor come running, right? <laughs> and he made me laugh. He went, he was an Indian doctor, right, from overseas, yeah? And he goes to the guy, he goes, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to escape? <laughs> he goes, I think he's trying to escape. That's why he put the foot in the toilet. And I was like, <laughs> I was just thinking, this is no joking matter. We tr- we got a hoist, right? Because we're not allowed to lift, you know, for health and safety reasons. So I just wanted him to get out of the toilet. Somebody said, we're going to have to smash the toilet up. <laughs> Quick, call the states. Get onto the emergency phone number. We need somebody to break the toilet. I thought, oh, no. What has this guy done? I was looking at him going, what are you doing? Why did you do that? And he's just going, I just want to go back to my room. I want to go back. And I was like, oh, man. And then, um, anyway, we got the hoist and we tried to hoist him out and it wouldn't work. And I was panicking. <laughs> I was thinking, you're going to be in here for some for some other reason now. You're in here to get treatment for one thing. And now we're going to have to sort your foot out. And that's extra work for us. <laughs> and then one of the nurses you're not going to believe this one of the nurses right the the uh, matron she got she got hold of a uh, she had a tablet on her or something and she goes i'm gonna have to take a picture of this <laughs> because he had a gown on right he had one of them gowns and he, he had he didn't have anything on underneath right <laughs> <laughs> she took a picture and <laughs> I said you can't use that picture she said why I can't use this picture I said I said he's I said he's naked we're gonna have to put a towel on him because on the picture all you could see <laughs> was a guy with a foot in his toilet with a foot in the toilet right <laughs> let's just say his squirrel was hanging out. You could see his squirrel clearly in the picture, like all squashed. It was like somebody grabbed it. 
<laughs> from the neck. Because <laughs> it was all squished up. I said, you can't, you can't use that picture as evidence. So we covered him up, and then she took another one, and I said, delete the other one, you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> I don't know why she took the picture. I'll tell you what, if I had a camera on me at that moment, and I filmed everything that happened. I think we should. I should have a camera for my own safety. If I put that on TikTok, <laughs> I guarantee you it would be the most viewed video on TikTok. <laughs> it would go viral. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we tried to hoist him out, right? And um, it wasn't working. And I thought, oh my god! I thought he's been in there. He's his foot's been stuck in that toilet now for seven minutes, right? <laughs> what I'm gonna do? So the doctor suggested let's lift him. We had to take, we had to rem- lift him up at an angle, right? Because you couldn't pull him up, and he couldn't pull him straight out. We had to, like, kind of, like a like a curve. We had to pull him out like in a curvy position, and he's eventually we got his foot out. And I was so relieved, and I was like, "Is you are you okay?" And they were saying to him, "Can you stand up?" And I thought, <laughs> "I thought, how can he stand up? He's just, he's had his bloody foot stuck in the toilet. One foot in the toilet, one foot in the grave." <laughs> there's a there's a, an old TV um, sitcom nineties called One Foot in the Grave. <laughs> and that's what that reminded me of but it was one foot in the toilet <laughs> oh I tell you I'll never ever 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 forget it you know when some things happen in jobs or in life in general that was one of them and everyone's there said we've never ever experienced anything like this <laughs> and then afterwards the um the maintenance guy turned up and he said, what happened? And I told him what happened and he had to check the toilet and he said, I'm going to have to change the toilet. And I said, why? He said, he said, all the nails have come out from underneath the toilet. <laughs> all the little screws. I thought, no way. I thought he's actually pulled the screws out with his foot. That's amazing. <laughs> so after all that, we couldn't even use the toilet and that was out of order. <laughs> oh what a day that was I'll never forget it never ever forget that <laughs> so yeah that's what that's what's been happening in my life can you believe it I can't wait for my next shifts God knows what's gonna happen yeah I think I should do a weird news story like I said that was the weird news that isn't the weird news story but I feel like that could make it as a weird news story like if I told that story to a paper, they would publish it. <laughs> with a picture of that guy with his face blurred out and his squirrel hanging out. <laughs> you can laugh about it now. But at the time, I wasn't laughing. I was stressed, man. I was so stressed out. <laughs> the worst thing is, previous to all that, right, the same bloke on the same day, he actually fell over. But it wasn't like a, it was like a controlled fall. It was very slow, and that was in the toilet. 
Same place. It's a different toilet, though. <laughs> I think he's just got a thing for toilets. I don't really don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to do the real, the real weird news story now. And um, then we can wrap it up, as always. Today's weird news story comes all the way from Israel. <laughs> I've never done a weird news story based in Israel, so this is a first for me. And today's weird news story title is Israel Airport Chaos as Family Brings an Unexploded Shell. <laughs> uh, so here, here it is. A US family caused a bomb scare at Israel's main international airport after presenting an unexploded artillery shell at a security check. <laughs> Why would you even do that? <laughs> what are you going to do with a, with an unexploded shell? That is hilarious. So they had picked up the ordnance on a visit to the Israeli-occupied Golan Heights, site of wars between Israel and Syria, according to authorities. Video footage on social media showed people running from the sea <laughs> in panic. The family was allowed to board their flight after being interrogated by security who gave the all clear. Israel captured most of the Golan Heights from Syria during the Six-Day War in 1967 and remnants of the conflict can still be found in the area. <laughs> what a souvenir to take. Israel's Ynet News site said in the incident on Thursday night, a member of the family produced the shell from their backpack <laughs> and asked a security official if it could be put in a suitcase. <laughs> the official ordered her immediate vicinity to be cleared but another passenger who misheard her started shouting, Terrorist! Shooting! <laughs> Triggering mass panic, the site said. <laughs> Video posted on social media by Israel's Can public broadcaster showed dozens of people shouting and fleeing the check-in area with others Crouching or lying on the floor in confusion. <laughs> there is a video. I'm going to watch it after I've recorded this. <laughs> Amid the chaos, a 32-year-old man, Yuri, shout out to the 32-year-old man, Yuri, happy birthday, mate, injured himself as he tried to escape and was taken to hospital. Oh, what a nightmare, man. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that you go to the airport you're ready for your barbados holiday and then someone comes and brings a, uh, a an old uh bombshell <laughs> mass panic you run injure yourself and you, you end up in hospital mate i would be angry i would be fuming if that was me <laughs> <laughs> Yuri said, right, this is what he said. I was at the airport waiting for an hour. 
in line until I got to the check-in counter. And suddenly, a radius of five metres, people started running away and left their luggage. (laughs) The fear that someone is spraying bullets. I understand that I too have to escape, so I ran towards the check-in. I stumbled on a conveyor belt. Oh, mate, that must have hurt. And flew a distance of six metres. <laughs> ben Gurrigan Airport, just outside of Tel Aviv, is considered to have one of the highest levels of security in the world. Vehicles and travellers pass through security checks before they reach the terminal and check-in area. They obviously didn't see that then. <laughs> Israel is also on high alert after a series of deadly attacks across the country in recent weeks. (laughs) What a story. Oh, that was hilarious. I wonder if um, the family's going to get in trouble now for that. I don't know, man. What would happen to you? I mean, I can see a picture of the bomb. It's a proper bomb. (laughs) In a carrier bag. (laughs) <laughs> I mean like how how would you know that the bomb hasn't been been um used like what what would make you pick that up and go oh I'd love to take this this will make a great ornament in the garden <laughs> that's funny as hell oh mate there we go that was today's weird news story. I really enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I did. It was fun, man. It's fun to record. Uh, there you go. Um, stay happy. Keep safe. And remember, if you find any unexploded bombshells, don't take it to the airport. <laughs> and whatever you do, don't stick your foot in the toilet. <laughs> 